Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track, give thoughts and opinions on every song, give a little summary at the end, even talk about the cover and shit. And that's what we do here. My name is HSR, or Holden Stefan Roy, and today I'll be talking about Dizzy Wright's Nobody Cares, Work Harder. All right, so if you want to skip the intro bit, Check the description of the video and you'll see the itinerary of when I talk about the album, etc. In the meantime, it's time for the intro bit. And I want to start this off by saying I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just a person who started reviewing albums November 2016 with the desire to grow and understand the culture. And now I'm still doing it basically week over week the whole time with a few limited exceptions. So it's going to be a lot of videos on this channel. And uh, I feel like each time each one grow, get smarter, get wiser. And so the whole experience is absolutely worth pursuing. And so I encourage all y'all to try and do your own version of this. I also love the comments. For me, it's a huge part of this. So if you're coming through this review and you're like, man, what's this dude even saying? And you just want to tell me off or you want to correct me or you want to give any kind of feedback or you just want to say what's up and talk about like the weather and shit because Montreal's got fucked up weather and I'm in Montreal. So it's always a conversation of relevance. Um, holler at me in the comments. We'll have a little conversation. Small enough channel that I can still answer literally everyone who does comment. And uh, I just I really appreciate it. Um, last week, and this is the part where I like to do a favorite comment from last week. Last week, we talked about Blue and Ono's oh really long album, a long red hot summers los angeles nah, i fucked up the title whatever on on that there was a certain rapper featured named mike holden this was on the jail cypher which is a great pivotal moment of that album because it's a story the whole album's a story anyway so i liked mike holden's name because my name's holden and it's a fucking dope name i digress and uh i basically really liked that song and he had this to say he checked it out which blew my mind blue also gave me a heart on twitter and i was like damn man it really means the world when like you review somebody and it's like at least they acknowledge your existence that meant a lot so to see mike holden come in and say yo thanks for the love i was the first rapper on jail cypher mike holden you gave our song a five that's love blue's a genius for somebody like me that's motivation money's not motivation i lose money on this channel i mean not like because it cost me a lot but just in general to build the studio blah 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 it, it costs money so you get that kind of love from a person who was on an album i talked about that to me is the most motivating and dope shit like that that's why i like get excited to talk about these albums because it makes me wonder is somebody on the dizzy right camp gonna like what i have to say it's like you know all these different people maybe one day like i'll get to travel and like dap some of these dudes and just like say what's up and that would be really cool for me like that's just my dreams as a little canadian who wants to show love you know what i'm saying anyway so i hope you come to appreciate this episode i hope it means something to you as well um and i hope we can talk in the comments like i said i'm super sincere about that i really really am if you comment and you reply like 50 60 times i will answer you to 50 60 times both for the youtube points and a because you took that time to even talk to me it means the fucking world that you're giving me your time like that that's dope anyway before we jump into the episode special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado super school 1994 carl j and lindale williams they're fucking dope they support what we do they give us motivation we'll talk a bit about that at the end and without further ado we're gonna jump into the official start of the episode as we talk about dizzy Wright's nobody cares work harder his brand new album that dropped in 2019 um 
guess it was fucking the 15th of March. It was like fucking yesterday. I should have just said that. Anyway, so yeah, I'm recording this on the 16th. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about kind of how familiar I am with the artist. And the reason for that is because it's important to frame, to reference, like just like frame out how connected you are in terms of how you're going to. That was a really big clusterfuck. Basically, what I'm trying to convey is if you've been a Dizzy Wright fan for a real long time, you're going to appreciate this album in a certain way. If you followed his career for like the last decade or whatever, you're going to feel a certain way. If you this is the first time you're hearing Dizzy Wright, you're going to feel a certain way. And all those ways might kind of be different depending on your relationship. If you bump the albums every day or if you're just a casual fan, if you know the singles versus if you've heard every song, all of this kind of plays into your ability to perceive an album. So I like to just kind of tell everyone at the beginning what kind of fan or not I am so that everybody just knows my level of ignorance or not, because it's usually ignorance on this channel. Um, definitely is the case in regards to Dizzy Wright. Now, I can't say I don't know who he is because once upon a time, a younger me thought Hobson was going to be the next great thing in hip hop. So I was super into funk volume. Um, I can't say I did a lot of listening to all of the funk volume stuff, but I was really into Hobson and you couldn't like avoid Dizzy Wright. He would just be there in stuff. And I always thought he had a smooth voice and he, he sounded nice, but I never really gave him the time of day or cared. Then there was the big funk volume breakup, and then I guess just somehow he he just kept slipping my radar, and that's the truth about it. So I saw he was releasing an album, and the whole point of this is to review new albums. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna give Dizzy Wright like a proper chance because mostly because of the title. This album title is one of the very few that I've come across that truly caught me and spoke to me personally. I mean, you watching this video, unless by some fucking random chance it goes viral, there's likely what, on a good video I'll have 150 views when you person seeing it, like a week or two later, it's not like we're popping here. So really, it just feels a lot like nobody cares. And if you want them to care, you just have to work harder. I feel like those four words are a mantra to my life in some degrees. I have this day job where I got to grind and basically perform fucking magic to prove my value because that's how corporate America works. I'm not trying to complain that much. I have a good job. I have the kind of job that I guess a lot of people wish they had. And here I am completely unsatisfied, I guess, trying to get to that dope magical place because I just feel like I'm in a trap of some sort. And I feel like when you try to talk about shit or if you try to complain at all, you constantly get you constantly hit this nobody cares, work harder kind of mentality. Well, if you want change, work fucking harder. Nobody cares. Just get it done. So I hear that album title and it just it just spoke to me. It was almost like there was never going to be an album title that I could relate to more at this juncture of my life. As YouTube wants me to have daily videos is like we're throwing it all out there, praying that it's going to like pick up and elevate to the next level. And maybe it's just where I'm at. In life but i have such a craving personally for this honesty to see other people who are grinding and throwing it out out there just admitting that it's fucking hard okay like life is not this easy thing so when you see a lot of dudes talking easy greasy on billboard it's like you know that it's not real and so i don't know i'm just i'm just hoping that more people like me out there are craving that real shit that something different that's something honest and I don't know. That's what that album title like sets me up for. Sorry, I suck at looking at the camera. So I have screens all around and whatnot. So whatever. 
But as far as this cover goes, it just kind of looks raw. You just see them standing there, staring at some shit. It's like, it looks like it looks so innocuous, just so, so fucking regular. It doesn't really do a lot for me, but it feels as raw as you kind of expect this album to be. I don't know. Some covers really don't do a lot for me, so I don't have much more to say on that. On that note, we got 15 tracks to break down, have a little discussion about, and I think it's about time to get started. So self-love is powerful is a great idea to start this album off. Right off the bat, you got like this this beat, and it's kind of soulful in a sense. It's sparse. It's not like trying to be hype or anything. Like you know right away that you're supposed to think and feel a little bit more than you're supposed to like turn up just just communicated to you and then look at how like this chorus starts i apologize if i hurt you along the way self-love is powerful hurt it's the only way self-love is powerful hurt it's the only way had to say it twice and i agree and I, like right away i felt like dizzy was again speaking to somebody like me who is at a certain pivotal point in life where change is prevalent and you're I guess trying to just aspire to grow and become something better and you're maybe doing all the right things but the hardest part is loving yourself like you're not really allowed to talk about that kind of shit but yo some days I wake up in like the darkest of darks in terms of my motivations and self-worth and all of that stuff so just hearing words like self-love is powerful hurt it's the only way it's like i agree with them because like how are you supposed to get there if you can't even believe in yourself how are you supposed to believe in yourself if you don't have self-love i it's a powerful fucking tool because in this world of haters and shit that's power so right away just to start this album off something something so powerfully titled with such like a, a strong sentiment you know then went drowning in my own thoughts what if i lost it all today never slowing down because dudes gotta get paid you know self-love is powerful that's my motivation i need to keep making place so again you have this idea where you have to look within yourself and recognize your worth mixed with this compulsive need to like grind because if you're not getting paid what's the fucking point you know how can you achieve anything in this world so i'm i'm almost smitten with the concept and i think to start off the album with that mindset in lieu of an intro that's a really cool thing it's it's really good for setting us up for i guess what this album's supposed to be about and it's like a softer kind of hitting you with some hard truth type chorus but from this place of compassion and wisdom i'm very enthralled and very interested in the ideas that this album's putting out and it seems like dizzy wright is joining up with that same sentiment of i'm trying to become a better person and show you the wisdom that has allowed me to achieve and we see this a lot man in regards to just his ideas of like history and understanding by watching others you can avoid mistakes which is explored in this first verse you know i don't want to go super line by line with it but like you have knowledge is power um, sorry the world improve when they fill us with more confusion we will kill each other more than the kkk movement knowledge is power when you win the courtroom clueless crazy how i learned from all my brother's mistakes carried all the traits because the neighborhood wasn't safe i'll just move a little different and i'll be straight but i could never prepare for the problems i face eat better drink water think better so you get the sense that he looked around 
and he saw other people making some mistakes and realized that through studying the history of the people, you can evaluate and make smarter decisions for your life based on what other people have been doing. But in light of that, he was still unprepared for the pitfalls that were going to be facing him. And now it seems like eat better, drink water, think better. I mean, ironically, I'm drinking coffee off camera in this fucking podcast, but I've given up soft drinks recently. And like I was reading the Gospel of Hip Hop by KRS One. It's, it's taking me a while. The book is literally like the Bible, but for like hip hop. But like, one of the things he says is to eat better, consume smarter, think better. And it's almost like I'm seeing all these parallels between hip hop being this conscious elevation force. And then now I'm seeing a guy like Dizzy Wright, who maybe in the past I never took seriously, but the fact that in his very first verse here, he's putting forward such wise fundamentals in a very direct way. Because got to keep in mind, some people are going to be hyper poetic with it. And there's a need for that, for the hyper linguistic. But what about like the need to just have somebody spitting some dope sounding stuff, but making it real simple for maybe the folk who aren't as literate or the folk who, who aren't going to go out there and consume that knowledge. If you make it hype and you put it in a verse like this and kind of just say, this is how I'm living my life now. These are the observations I'm making. I think it's fucking dope. I think the verse is well delivered. And then I think Mozzie actually follows through and he's got such a cool voice, but he does a, a completely like he just follows the theme completely. Practicing Islam, just hoping to make us better. Trapped inside the trenches. It's hopeless for us forever. Dad was on my sweater. That Beretta necessary. Too much for mom's bear and he too young for us to bury. Them caskets had to carry was mainly because it was real life. Anyway painting out the pictures got some politics laced in you've seen him target blacks for that crack at the epidemic real life then prison's only built for us that shit is still trife and just having this idea that in light of the fact that society and the system and the darkness of the hood is still around you and having this source like islam i know the nation of islam is prevalent in the hood i don't know if that is the muslim version or the nation version but still both give both versions give principles of self-improvement and shit I don't know. You go on to the end of that verse with self-inflicted pain, quit tooting, popping pills, young, and self-love is the power if you ain't never learned nothing from us. So they made all these mistakes. They may have lived in certain ways that weren't great. They may even consume whatever, but they're still trying to convey that if you can learn to love yourself, that is the strongest way you can perceive your fucking life. So, I mean, whether you're, I guess Mozzie's bringing the more hood side and Dizzy's maybe bringing the alternate side, but you have both sides combined bringing this same premise of self-love. I, I mean, the song is extremely well made, mixed well. It, it sounds professional. The beat is really good for what it is. I mean, the beat does not enthrall me quite as much as the concept does. So I'm giving this song a 4.5. I mean, it's using the platform that they have in such an inspirational way. And whether the music is hype or not it's hard for me to notice because i love the intent and the power of what they're doing and that's what motivates me and personally that's something i go to music for so i feel like unexpectedly because my first listen i was like whatever honestly i listened at work i, I glanced through it. it didn't sound very distinct to me then i realized it is distinct because it sounds a little bit poppy in to a degree in, in the sound of it but the content and the message is relevant and we need more people spitting this type of shit, in my opinion. So good on you, Dizzy Wright and Mozzie. I'm excited, honestly, to go through the rest of the album at this point. So why don't we talk about problems and blessings? I mean, if we're talking song concepts and interesting, mature shit in terms of using hip hop as a platform to raise consciousness, help alleviate poverty, you know, that whole 
what the culture, I guess, the, what, what it could be, one version of it, I suppose. Not the pop manufactured shit, but like the essence of it. Man, handle your problems like you handle all your blessings? That's such an interesting idea, at least to me. Because if you look at it from a psychological perspective, one of our biggest pitfalls as humanity is that when it comes to blessings, we treat it a certain way, whether we're pragmatic or not. But we maybe treat it with more appreciation. You know, we appreciate the blessings and the good times, but we don't appreciate the problems. We avoid them. We dodge them. We don't deal with them and embrace them. And so how can you have wisdom and growth if you dodge your problems? It's just not proper. So in a sense, embracing, embracing like escapism and shit when stuff is not right is the opposite of how like it's not conducive to actual growth so if you were to handle your problems with the openness and the willingness and shit and embracing it the way you do your blessings i'm just like boom that is some deep philosophy at least in my opinion it's really relevant messaging at least if it's not deep philosophy maybe it's shallow philosophy i don't fucking know um still the verses are proper we were scraping for pieces motivational speeches told me to take it or leave it learn what i learned but at the time i just felt so defeated interesting right so i don't really know what the fuck he's talking about historically or the context of this but just the idea learn what i learned but at the time i felt so defeated everyone was eating and you know my heart was racing and beating my demons keep trying to get even why are you trying to find a reason so it's almost like putting yourself in a situation where bad things happen uh, on the one hand you have all the compulsion to embrace the darkness but on the other hand you can focus put your head back on do what you gotta do and you know find try to find your peace of mind you know like move towards a better direction with it because it's so easy to give into devices i really like lines like you wasting money but in your mind i'm sure it's probably worth it i'm working who could who turned the gamers into gangsters i feel, remember feeling danger now i'm feeling more discouraged and it's it's just this interesting transitional feeling that he's giving you in his music like he's gotten to this place in life where he understands almost his realness of who he is and maybe the circumstances are changing around him i mean i don't fully know what to take from a, an idea of who turned the gamers into gangsters is that trying to imply that like people who are innocuous as gamers are all trying to want to be gangsters or maybe it's implying there's fake people or some shit but i really like the idea that he puts forward there because whether it's super clear to you it's not to me and it makes me it makes me think and it makes me pensive and i really like that don't feel that way i feel your pain i know you aggravated you'll get your time but that by then i hope your mind is activated and i love that because mind activation is a real thing like part of me is so grateful i didn't pop when i was 21 i don't know what kind of dumbass shit i would have done in my life when i was my mind was not activated and it takes learning and becoming conscious and shit you know and like growing to get your mind there and then you can embrace the dope things that comes either way i like the idea of how like we grew up too fast that's the status statement one thing i want to say enjoy your younger days and i can appreciate that sentiment sentiment because if you're having terrible fucking things that happen to you that force you to grow up too quickly it's really dark and again this is awesome fucking really honest shit man and i think that's what's really impressing me about this album like we're two songs in and he's managing to pour out a consistency and theme between the two songs but it's really real like in a sense where i don't think anybody else could have told this story because this is just dizzy wright's truth which is dope and i really appreciate that um i like how he shouts out the fans who are hitting him up with message requests kind of pointing out how he's focused like they're supporting him and he understands how dope it is because while everyone else like here, here's a good one sorry number two i moved from flint and been respecting the west because he's from las vegas he reps las vegas but he's born in flint 
which is crazy. Imagine being born in Flint, Michigan. I, I know how bad it is over there. I mean, I mean, it's basically been on my radars because of Michael Moore for a very long time, how fucked up the situation is. And I've been following it for a while. Go, you, sorry, big ups to Jaden Smith for trying to resolve the water situation. I just want to point that out. Anyway, so it's crazy to me that he's got like these two distinct places to shout out. Like you don't really hear a lot of rappers from Las Vegas. I think it's Vegas. If it's not Vegas, I'm fucked. Or, or Flynn. Anyway, uh, he's a freshman top 10, but who selected the rest? The fans chose me. That's why you got to get him direct. I love that. So he's on his top 10 list, but he knows that the fans put him there. But maybe other people put other people there. Industries or fake shits. But he knows that he got there because of the love of the people with him. I don't know, man. You just get, like, I like lines from, I went from window shopping and now they're shopping my Shopify. I guess his merchant shit runs through Shopify store or something. But it's crazy just, like, how he he's just set, like, in that line. He creatively conveys the idea of I was poor and now I'm making it in such a cool way with alliteration and shit. It's dope. I don't know. Third verse, same kind of shit. He kind of stays humble, keeps it real. Um, I like when he goes, I thank my coaches for the structure I got from basketball. Yeah, life gets tough, I know. Can't build that empire if you can't make your hustle flow. Let's be real. Terrence Howard's fucking fun. Hustle and flow's great. Um, I listen to Hard Out Here for a Pimp by 36 Mafia a whole bunch. I really like how Terrence Howard sounds on that shit. Um, and Empire's pretty cool. I kind of watched the first two seasons. I don't know about anything with the Jesse Smollard situation, but I guess the show's done now. Does that mean, like, Empire becomes, like, one of those shows where from, like, a socially appropriate view, you're not allowed to watch it no more? I don't know. Either way, I really enjoyed this song in terms of, like, the concept, etc. Um, he really just feels real, but again, he feels like, again, trying to prioritize and give you another lens of how you're supposed to deal with the situations of life like so in the, in the last song it's almost like you have to learn to love yourself and accept yourself here it's like when you have bad shit going on learn from it and be patient and understands you know and then ends it with such a powerful line tell my haters i don't give a fuck living out my dreams it's dope and it sounds like really enjoyable to listen to i'll be i'll be real with you the beat is not 100 percent my favorite and just sound just from a preference point of view not from a composition it's well made point of view so for some of y'all this could be a real banger i don't recognize that because it is so well made so i'm giving this a 4.35 because my preference brings it down a couple of points but that's all it is is my preference i really think this is an admirable project admirable effort so far and i'm grateful to have the chance to review it I'm not 100% certain how I feel about this song. So let's do the how it sounds part first. The beat is really nice. The chorus is super pop. Uh, Dizzy Wright comes at it with a quicker tech, tech nine era type flow, which makes sense because you know Tech Nine's there, so everybody gotta be a little faster, a little choppier. Um, I feel like this is an important song for the project because the last two are more pensive, streamlined consciousness shit, and this one's a little bit flyer, a little bit more intense, you know, but still kind of has the same prevalent theme. I mean, the core is life is life. I'm gonna be me, so keep it true to myself, and I'm grateful for the opportunities. That's what the chorus is conveying. But considering the last two songs, I almost feel like dude has like grown and has changed in a sense to become better than he was and prioritizing life differently. At least is what I took. I found the line 
shit's still moving ain't nothing changed same old same old to be weird but i know i'm just nitpicking because if the idea of the grind and i'm putting out products so in the sense i'm still the same person doing the same thing it's true but i feel like it's a weird thing to say if you're trying to be grateful in a sense like this seems like a new idea in the context of the album like to embrace this humility so i, I don't know i guess it's cool i i'm just a nitpicker sometimes um we we had a conversation on grammar and rap and whatnot in the comments and maybe i'm just being a stickler or something i really enjoyed dizzy wright's verse um i think he was fine with it he just kind of rapped fast uh i don't know if there's there's like a swagger to him you know like you know i want more i had to build my store now i spend a lot of time in the ikea this another dizzy right year dissect direct we gonna die here i'm super flowy and he's coming in fast everything i kill i gotta make bleed still moving like i got got out the lease and you know it just to me it just kind of prepares and he describes like this penthouse and like weed parties and like it feels kind of flyer feels like it's a little bit flashier, but he's coming at it with such a quick cadence, which is, I think, the first time on this project he does this, is fucking fly, and it really flows well. Then we get back to the hook, and I'm like, I don't know if I like this hook that much. Maybe it's just a little too what it's supposed to be for my like, and this is my preference. You guys don't have to agree with me, but it's a, it, the content and the message outside of my one little grievance is proper. I really do. I really do like the idea. It can't be life. Yeah, if it is, I'm grateful. You know, like just taking what you have. So if it isn't going to be perfect, if you're not getting the love, oh, maybe it's trying to imply that he's not getting the love. Okay, I get it now. All right, so if they're not going to get the love maybe they deserve or some shit like that, then you're grateful. That's fine. Here's the Tech 9 rant. Um, I, I have a big issue with Tech 9 fucking complaining about shit. Now, I'll be, I'll be real with you. He does go, hold up, I'm spazzing out. Fuck what I make, though. I'm having everything I really have taste for, and life is great. Okay, so he's grateful. First time I heard he's grateful for a minute. So, like... I had a couple of grievances with Techie Tech. I mean, he's doing some cheesy shit. Like, he released FTI 2.0 and whatever other song is a twofer, and then released Nuna Collection Part 2 and had those two songs on that. It's like, okay. So, you're doing a lot of quick releases for some business shit. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not hating on dude's ability to be a businessman. Actually, that's fine. I'm hating that he has a song called Fuck the Industry 2.0, but he also has a Vivo channel, which means that they, he, he profits both the industry and himself all the time, and he's totally fine with, like, industry money. I know, every time I talk about that, everyone gets fucking mad because Tech 9 has got a lot of motherfucking fans and a lot of people who just fucking love the dude, okay? So... Why does he still say shit and tell me it's pitiful that I be so underrated 30 years in the game and I'm going to stay lit. The bar, I'm going to raise it. Like, my grievance with that kind of shit is everybody I know likes Tech 9 I don't know anybody that hears Tech 9 and thinks he's on. Everybody thinks he's extremely talented. He's got one of the best flows out there. He's on the fucking Forbes list. It's like, what are you complaining about, dog? You don't sound very grateful, okay? The whole first part of the verse doesn't sound grateful so maybe that's why the second part of the verse when he pivots into being grateful is important because he recognizes that he's a wanky little whiner on so many of his songs even though he really shouldn't be because his life is i would love to have tech nine's life i would be so fucking grateful to have tech nine's life i'm not trying to be a hater i admire the man's talent i admire his flow I can't deny his his work ethic and his abilities. I just can't stand that he complains so much, personally. 
I wish he didn't. I wish he would be a little bit more like Dizzy Wright. Honestly, Dizzy Wright hopefully rubs off on Tech Nine with this project because, again, he does flip it, talks about how rich and dope his life is, so he's going to be grateful. But that's like maybe 20, 25% of the verse with the rest of it being fucking complaining. So, look, it's really well done. The flows are really great. I mean, for some reason, Tech Nine is also threatening to beat people up if they cheat them. Nine million dollars, I think he made one year. Come on, man, you're doing pretty well. Uh, Look, it's a 4.4. I think if Tech Nine wasn't Tech Nine, or maybe I've just come to really have a grievance with the dude personally, maybe I am a hater. I'm willing to admit I might just be a Tech Nine hater because he keeps doing this wanky shit and it keeps bothering me. Um, well, that's not really fair to Dizzy Wright's song, I guess, but the hooks feels out of place. Dizzy Wright's verse is proper. Um, I could see how, objectively speaking, this is a 4.4 in my books. It's really well made, and like if I'm not thinking, like I just turn off my brain and I let the song play and I just listen to the flows and shit. It's very enjoyable, but I have a lot of trouble doing that. So for me, when I think this all happens, we get like a conversation like we just had here goes on in my brain all the time. And then I come up with that great. So that's where we're at with this one. It's really talented, but I really wish Tech 9 would be grateful in life and show appreciation in his music, like all the time, and stop begging for fucking clout. Like Tech 9, in my opinion, is the world's biggest fucking clout chaser. He literally begs for more attention. That is the negative clout chasing type shit. We're gonna talk about clout later. Anyway, um, let's talk about champagne service and just get onto a more happy topic. So Iggy Azalea put out a new song. And Bonnie likes Iggy Azalea, so we watched a video. It's it's whatever. I don't really like Iggy Azalea's videos. They're fucking trash. But she also did a song with Tyga. So I went ahead and put on Rack City because somehow that from Iggy Azalea, I got to Rack City. And I listened to Rack City the other day. And both Bonnie and I agreed. The song is kind of just missing something. And then I heard this, this champagne service. And I realized this is the Rack City I always fucking wanted. Just from like the sound of the deep bassy beat, which is a little bit more life to it. And then just the way he spits that shit. It's so unlike what we got. Like, I got the joints in the backwards burning. I got still moving with the wheel still turning. I got the joints in the backwards burning. You just like, you feel him fly. You know, you feel this like laid backness to it. It just feels fresh. Like, and then you watch the video and it's super colorful and whatnot. I didn't even watch the other video because I wasn't that into this video. But like, I have to say, I listened to this song about five or six times in a row. It's short, it's under three minutes. This is a perfect fucking stripper song, I would imagine. You know, you put it on, you lie back, girl gives lap dance, quick money, because it's two minutes 40. But like, it just it just fits that niche. But like, it's also pretty fucking fly in terms of just the way he's rapping. I can't say that it's like overly like lyrical, in my opinion. But like, get that white and gold bottle, that's my favorite. If you grab one, always staying wavy with the Brody bros or wavy with my queen, I got a bad one. Yeah, young, I'm free, living wild, and I'm down with it, I'm up for the challenge, let's get crown spitted. Yeah, nothing really like super interesting i do appreciate that he's down for his woman and he's kind of like shutting that out like it isn't like he's trying to get out there i'm like this whole song kind of has him like i mean i really like he's been fucking with the stocks wolf of wall street and he tucks that in right that's important to me because it tells the youth yo when you get some money don't just buy a chain buy some fucking stocks and because of that he gets sloppy toppy till his balls leak and that's a fucking great line because when top is very sloppy and it forces your balls to leak in an ejaculate kind of way is super fucking great in my opinion i mean i don't really have to convince people of that one but it's just the way he rhymed it so flawlessly and flared out it just had this niceness to it that 
I can't, I can't admit, I have to admit, this song is fucking great. Like, it's so enjoyable. The second verse doesn't have a whole lot more that I can comment on. It's just fucking nice. It's just fucking great. And he flows. Um, I like when he's just like, ends it with, she ain't fucking with me, I don't feel bad. I'm just like, shit, man. The whole verse kind of talks about a girl per se, and he's so convinced he's going to get her. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't, it's totally fine because he's so fly. He knows how to end the night. He's going to do his set, and then they got the joints in the backwoods burning. They got the champagne service. They're ready to fucking go. Fun fact. I googled champagne service. I don't know exactly what that was. And then I thought it was a lawsuit that somebody tried to file in Quebec because one of the airlines offered champagne service and was upset that they did not receive champagne. And apparently champagne service is the delivery mechanism of fancy. It's a tier of class as opposed to actually being champagne. So for those of y'all who maybe know a lot more about champagne, I don't really drink anymore in my life at all. So I'm not really a champagne person. But for those who know, I want to know for you when you hear champagne service, does that mean actual champagne or like fancy glasses and sparkling bubblies and shit? I don't know. Anyway, I love this song. This is one of my favorites on the album. I plus this shit on Spotify. I'm going to listen to this on days when I just want to be like, do, 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 and just like bop around and, you know, look my super white self. Uh, 4.7 on 5. Definitely a standout track on the album for me. And on that note, I'm just going to keep it 100. I would like to point out that taking over the game, remember the name, is a clear effort on behalf of Mr. Dizzy Wright to gain influence. He wants you to remember his name and recognize his efforts taking over the game. I'm, I'm just it's relevant later on. We just we just needed to make that mental note, people watching. Um, otherwise, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, I really enjoy the concept again. Um, they studied the past, you know, they're learning from the people before them, so they keep it 100 in the sense of being truthful and real, putting in that grind, you know, keeping a 100, which is, I guess, in a theory, what the sentence is supposed to mean. Although a lot of people just like to throw it out if you agree with pop ideas. Like, that is one of those overused ideas, keep it a 100. Like, what the fuck does it actually mean? Well, I think in this song, Dizzy Wright tries to define it in a definition that I can absolutely stand by. Um, and I love how he just starts it off. History helps, and it's like he cuts himself off to say, no, it doesn't. And then it cuts that off again to be like, what you trying to tell me? Because I know you bug and learned it from the, that did it before me. You know you keep, you know that I keep it 100, still moving, I'm running. Just know that I pulled myself, my system was empty, and now I'm trying to eat, trying to say I'm full of myself. So... If he pulled himself up and he was having hard times, shit changed. That's my point about the chorus on the other song. He's doing better now. I respect that. Now, maybe he's still doing the same thing, but it's just, I feel like sometimes people say shit and it's weirdly representing how I understand it. Maybe to y'all, you just take it for the implied meanings. I take shit literally because language has all sorts of definitions. And maybe again, I don't know the code side of stuff. I digress. That's not important. The important part is history helps. I've been reading a lot. I've been trying to learn my history. I could tell you as a hip-hop reviewer, it's absolutely essential to know some history because otherwise you're going to say a lot of stupid shit like maybe my first 30 classic al rap album reviews, all trash in terms of my ability to understand what was good or bad. Even now, if I listen to this now with the frame of mind I had prior to understanding hip-hop culture, I wouldn't be appreciating his efforts to educate people and show them that this is how you're supposed to be doing some shit. Like, look at how far we done come. Raising a king and a queen, whatever my son and daughter become right so the fact that they got kids now and maybe there's some people watching and they gotta be even role models at home and shit flint to vegas i don't ever know what side to come 
and that's interesting maybe there's a conflict because of the two like home places to represent either way i'm saying that there's a lot of honesty here and he's again consistently showing how like there's stuff that's changed him like seeing ferguson uh how that moved him how the world is kind of fucked up he doesn't know how to act so he's he's now reaching this place where we've gotten to this album where through self-love and understanding shit you can be better so i really like how he's again putting out this honesty on this track and it's really interesting as he kind of defines what it means to him i guess to keep it 100 then jaron benton comes in and i don't dislike his verse in the sense that i think it's poor or anything i just don't like him next to i guess dizzy red i don't think he sounds as as good um it sounds like a rougher like give her good dick i don't buy her fendi mixing soda pop inside of my remy from the south park you could die kenny i mean the south park lions all right but the other stuff just kind of or keep it 100 like 520s like i feel like dizzy right has more of a mission and jaron benton feels like he's trying to hit the theme of the song per se and that was just my feelings like plain jane i don't dress it with ice living reckless i was stressing my wife life will kick out in the ass tried to right my wrongs with a pen and a pad tried to leave my demons in the past i mean okay there is that sense of change and redemption and stuff and maybe i'm being a little bit critical but something about his verse just didn't feel the same to me and maybe that's it maybe it's just a different perspective and i really do like how he is on topic but i feel like dizzy wright has like this higher level of understanding or maybe just jaron benton is not at the same level on the path or something i do like his fuck your border wall you ain't been to flint baby's drinking poison how to benefit tell me how he making any sense oh i get it you don't give a shit because again throwing in these little political jobs in the midst of everything else really helps people stay aware like it is fucked up that flint michigan is still an issue okay it's still an issue just the water situation lead poisonings all that crap kids with mental damage all sorts of shit still a fucking issue 2019 fucking incredible so the fact that we have dizzy Wright and jaron benton bringing that kind of shit up very cool to me very interesting i don't really like this song quite as much as the other ones from a sonic level i don't know something about it just it was harder to get into so i give it a 4.2 on 5 i recognize it's well made just maybe a little bit less interesting to me that's all right sometimes i talk too quick and they like slow down so i don't know what his like romantic situation is based on this album i assume he's currently got a woman but maybe this is kind of thinking back on the journey of that this sounds like in that first verse um he he's like being pensive about somebody he was with and like she's got a family and whatnot and he's just kind of considering life now as he's maybe becoming more self-aware and understanding the situation like asking myself what kind of life is this got to be reminded when you might forget wasn't raised like this but she liked the shit killing me softly how do i live when i know you got a family we ain't spoken days breaking my heart that choice was made so I'm not 100% sure what all that is going on about because it sounds a little bit personal and he's not given a lot of details, but we get the idea that like there's some conflict or awareness that's making him really reconsider this shit, you know? How are you going to go through life without a call from me? Every damn learning in life talk is cheap. I guess it's too many moving parts to see and I don't know at all, but you look lost to me and you might feel stuck with the film attached. It's never too late for a different path. Got a whole family to convince you that. I love you and I miss you bad. Just hear me out, love i just thought that was really cool like at first he's kind of being pencil like something's broken and it flows into this 
I recognize that maybe just talking is, is nonsense. Like it's just garbage. It's, it's not really like you hear words and it doesn't mean anything. But if you hear me out, maybe I can show you that there's different things out there. There's another way to achieve it. There's some other levels out there. And I thought that was really sweet and interesting. Plus this beat is just so pop and upbeat and unlike anything else that we've heard on the project so far. Like guitar driven, like almost maybe a little country. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that uh Shelley, i don't know how to say her name she has a really cool voice on the chorus and just the idea life ain't, ain't always easy there's no comfort or growth learn your subconscious just stay conscious there's a good and bad road slow down baby you need to don't let it manipulate your smile you know and that's interesting right because we live in an era where all sorts of shit is sensationalizing us all the time i mean hell even me preaching my message on this podcast perhaps i'm sensationalizing you in some way everybody's out there with their opinions and their ideas and their desires and like on the same point i think he's trying to say slow down don't react right away take some time to consider your what's going on around you i don't just let everyone's fucking memes and propagandas nonsense just change your mind on shit just learn some shit and then we see that in the second verse like yo everyone's looking for somebody to blame we all given life but the ch is the challenge the same got everything again until the salary change you can see the uh, the obvious when the pattern is the same manipulating to forget the facts what's the price to retrace the tracks and again i love the idea of how he's observing how people really don't have a lot of accountability in themselves and how as things are changing, maybe the stakes change and you actually have to understand the truth way better because of how fake everything is and how fake everyone remembers and some shit. I mean, all you got to do is not talk to somebody for a couple of years and do a lot better in life and then meet them up again and you're going to have some conversations that make you understand where these verses come from. Um, when people start attacking you in certain ways, you're just like, damn. But really, there's... I don't know, maybe I'm just taking that in my own personal version of it, but I just felt that, like, he's, again, uh, like, recognizing the challenges of life here. Um, in the, the end of the verse, when he goes, but real talk, all women gotta break the system. The way you get and treated is a disappointing to see. Feeling like I got a gun pointed at me. You know when you got something real that only you can see. I can't wait till we all get free. Just hear me out, love. So, I, I don't know, I took that as a little bit of empathy. Almost like he recognizes this person's really great but maybe their self-perception is causing some bad situations or in, in a sense everyone's self-perceptions as we point the finger at everyone but at the same time he's almost acknowledging that maybe there's a point especially with the way women get treated like i just posted an article at work um related to how women in tech work and apparently just having a woman on your board of directors increases your profitability by like 50 percent yeah so there's an economic incentive to having women in power positions in the tech industry and yet only like 13 percent of companies actually do and i don't want to comment on my company but i'm not i don't know that we should publicly post metrics related to our female management involvement i hope i don't get in trouble for that but that's truth we all should maybe understand and i think it's that's kind of something he's pointing out is maybe he can understand because he's got his situations that he can relate to when he's relating to hers and they both should get free together and i'm like damn that's some powerful connecting shit plus it's a great beat plus it's a cool little poppy short little song to kind of vibe to i gave it a 4.5 i thought it was really really nice and i also think it ties in really great with the next song on the project which is called check me out Oh, fuck, it's not. It's called Picture Perfect. Damn, I hate when I fuck that up.
Maybe I'm just like reading too much into it, but I think that this kind of is telling a story. So in the last song, he has his self-awareness and kind of tells the girl, yo, check it. Um, maybe there's other ways that we can approach the situation and blame isn't necessarily there. Then in this song, if you look at that hook, it's it's kind of understanding, play your role, promise to stay down, say that you love me, girl, keep it 100 and I keep it moving. Now we know what keep it 100 means because he's already gone into that. I'm not the type to be all in your face, girl, I like my space, fuck all that back and forth, tell me what we're doing. I know things ain't picture perfect, yeah, just let me know if it's worth it. And I think what he's trying to do here is establish, like, listen, lady, I am this type of person. You need to know who the fuck I am. And if you play your part and you do your thing, collectively we can power couple this industry. And that's my aspirations and goals. This is the things I'm going to need from you, etc., etc. And this is not going to be that Instagram beautiful relationship that everyone else seems to be wanting. That fake ass romance bullshit that Hollywood sells. Nah. This is going to be like, this is truth. You can either deal with that and it's worth it for you to ride with me or it's not. But let's like get to the fucking point with it, you know? And I don't know. I like how it just starts from Dizzy's point. Like Eric Bellinger, Bellinger, I think I said that right. He sings really great. And I think what he's saying is cool. That chorus is not really a hundred percent my favorite style but like it's really nice for like the kind of sound that it's going for and the beats all right so my interest in the sound isn't a hundred percent there but well, i'm gonna keep saying a hundred because of the fucking keep a hundred song i digress uh don't want to go one day you just stuck in your ways what i got to do to make a change but sometimes life leave a drain no complaints why are you always so serious you won't hear me calm down let me talk to you i'm just curious how we supposed to get through it she said if you're down then i'm down to try to make it more fluid. Wait a minute, wait a minute, that's facts. Every situation you throw in at us, we don't bounce back. And I like that. It's like they're sitting there, they're getting real with each other. He's like, look, I'm drained, I'm tired, this is the stresses, like, why can't we chill? And then she's like, blah, blah, like, yo, listen, on the real, I'm willing to do what I gotta do on my end if you're willing to do what you gotta do on your end. And then he's trying to present like this high level relationship, high level of maturity, but I ain't trying to scare you into that. Learn, they grow, these innocent minds change, and when they do, you gotta handle the signs. Blame everyone except yourself, but I'm guessing that won't help. I told my lady, like, so he's acknowledging that I, like maybe these transitions is hard. And that one of the big flaws we have is blaming other people. So he's being straight with her. If you blame everyone else and you don't deal with yourself, it's going to be like this. So if you want to ride with me, understand that this is your role and etc. Now, it might come off a certain way to some people, but like, yo, a relationship should be an agreement between two people based on what they are both down for. In some relationships, certainly the woman is going to be playing a more power role in his relationship with the lady. Given his life, he's set it out like this. I don't know. Then the second verse, it's like shit going to get rocky, can't get too comfortable, not with no money, godly body, probably the reason you got me, make oxymorons, want to join in the party, expectations start to come, don't be salty in the moment, never want it to end, walk it like you talk it, but you ain't talking, open up to me like you do with your friends. And so I guess the situations get more complicated, you know, typically we hold it in, you go and complain to your friends about some shit, but you don't really have that honest conversation with each other. Now, my relationship we talk about auto uncomfortable awkward shit mostly because i don't like to like leave shit going and she's kind of gotten used to it but what i'm hearing is when i hear shit like open up to me like you do with your friends is that he's trying to tell her the same kind of thing like look man whatever you don't like about me and shit we gotta talk about it you gotta complain at me you gotta let me know so we can work through it and do it all proper 
And then I like when he goes, I say what I said, I'm not playing pretend, judging that cannot relate. That's probably why your lady leaving with him. She got the sauce, fuck all that back and forth to take a loss anyway. So what I took from that is he has the security and his foundation with his girl because they are having that honesty and he is pushing towards that shit. So he doesn't have to worry about his girl going home with somebody else because he's got that loyalty set up. It's not like she feels this passive aggressive shit because you're not really playing your role and doing your end of it so he has faith in her and i just i love the tone difference it's like what i appreciate is that dizzy Wright's not trying to fuck my girl and he's not trying to downplay shit it almost feels like he's gone through some healthy maturing growing in his relationship and he is trying to send that over to you like in a sense even within your relationship problems you gotta not care as much and work harder to make it work and I really like this. I love, again, just the ex the idea of the song a lot more than I enjoyed the sound. No offense to him or anything. It's just not really my favorite sound. But the fact that there have been such, like, I love this one. I don't know if I like this one as much kind of feelings on this album is cool. To me, it's a compliment to the artist. It means that the artist is doing some versatile, all-over type shit where it shows that they have a wider range than, say, a boring person. Because you're going to do a 15-song, 55-minute album. It's got to be versatile i mean everybody knows what happened with culture too and migos dropped like the longest ass fucking everything sounds the same project ever and so dizzy Wright's not doing that big ups to dizzy Wright. on that note check me out as i keep talking about these songs i'll make something clear and i like looked up the word clout just to like make sure i was right clout is about gaining influence yes power too power and influence all right that's what clout is Allow me to put it to you like this. There is no such thing as a person who puts content on the internet or sells a record or does anything like that that is not always doing it for the clout. Do you really think I'm making these reviews without clout chasing in mind? I am establishing my clout by making these album reviews because clout is influence. So the bigger I can grow this platform, the more clout I have, right? So when he goes all that fake shit out, I'm like, oh, that's what you mean. So there's this idea that clout chasing is inherently bad because people will do inherently fake things to get views. Let's be real. That's called being fake. And if you get your clout by being fake, that's bad. And I guess that's what people perceive as clout chasing. But it spreads this stupid ass fucking idea that not everybody's chasing clout. So I guess you can get clout in a few ways. One of them is by being fake. Another way to get clout is by being completely real. So in a sense, Dizzy Wright's attitude on this project has been about establishing clout. Okay? Like, that that's the truth of the matter. Like, here, here, this part of the song. You got some motherfucking nerve. You could get it, but I need it in return. So I strolled the planet, seeing homies that owed, owed me, owed the bandit. Now I'm grateful for those who can't, man, see what I can. I can't stand when the shows get canceled. Want to show them the flow's advancing. Why? Why do you want to show them the flow's advancing if you don't want no clout? That's stupid. That's an irrational point of lines. I'm just throwing it out there on a technicality because motherfuckers need to stop using the word clout like this. It's just stupid. We all want more clout because money is attached to clout and power is attached to clout. Everything's attached to clout. Of course, we're all chasing clout. Anybody who says anything different is just not being honest with themselves. Now, what he means is I'm not going to be fucking fake to get clout. Okay, that's a fair point. I am so on board with that message. 
now that I'm done with that, let's talk about how cool this fucking song kind of is in concept. I ain't no fake. I ain't never been one. I gotta do what ain't never been done. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're not doing what hasn't been done, but that's fine. These rappers be sounding repetitive, huh? Yes, like this concept for a song. I digress. Like I smoke, like I got competitive lungs. That is a very repetitive sounding line. But anyway, so is I'm not doing this for clout. That's also that's why I was able to make that fucking pa- passionate rant because this whole song sounds like clout chasing to me. Even that part where he's establishing he's not like everyone else. He was doing such a good job of establishing and doing nothing like anybody else until this song. This song sounds like everybody else in the underground who's mad at the fucking mainstream. This shit sounds more like what I don't like about Tech 9 Anyway. I'm sorry if you don't like this part. Usually when I get this tone of voice, people get mad in the comments and go on about me, about blah, blah, blahs. And it's fair. Do your thing. Just I want to recognize his talent. And I want to recognize he's very good at what he's doing here. And what we're describing is my linguistic debates with his choice. Okay? That's what I'm trying to point out. Like, all these bougie big booties stay wet when you wear the curry three. Had a jet break no sweats at break next. I'm too fly. Let me flex. I go crazy, lazy, busy, wish on my flesh. Now, that's dope. I'm going to point it out. But it just doesn't sound like next level original. It's just dope. So to try to imply like you're not using the fact that you're related to two of the Bone Thugs dude as a move for clout. Look, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Double X, double. It's just it is what it is. Like I can't not call things out when I see it. I don't want to even diss Dizzy in any way. Because like outside of this song, in my opinion, this doesn't happen anywhere else on the album. But I told you to make note of a couple of that earlier line where to me it felt very clear that clout mattered to him. So maybe he's trying to say that the reason we make the music is not for the clout. I just don't buy that shit. All of us do it for the clout. Um, I don't know. The album's fine. I like how he kind of walks through the mixtapes, the EPs, the albums, vibrations, I'm raising, I'm high like a falcon, I'm blazing, come blaze with us, ways that I'm bouncing, look, I be on tour flipping CDs, and the outcome always amazing, so he's got a lot of clout, which is cool, he's not doing it for it, but I guess he's happy he has it, I don't know, sure, but like, it's fine, he's got a lot of accolades, he holds it down, and I, I feel like maybe he's grateful for the situation he's at, but i don't know i guess you guys heard my grievances with this song overall it's totally fine but like this is the least standout song on the album in my opinion so i gave it a 4.25 because it's really good for what it does if it comes on and again i'm not thinking it's pretty cool for what it is but i don't know i guess i have certain triggers of uh, things that annoy me i guess the generic the generic shit on the underground side of hip-hop that bothers me the way people who don't like mumble rap get bothered by that this is this song triggered me like that so if it's not fair super sorry to those who don't like what i had to say why don't we move on then to a song i like melanated kings so like this this beat is 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 absolutely bonkers it starts off kind of slow or whatever and then it just kicks in with this like dancey bouncy like you can't even sit still in your chair type fucking beat like you just picture the girl's booty shaking to how well it's constructed and shit but then he goes and subverts your expectations right so 
Never not working, but you never on the scene. Peace to the queens rocking with the melanated kings. So I'm assuming melanated has to do with the skin color. That's actually really clever. And kings, I'm, done. I'm down with that. That's fucking cool. But wow, never not working, but you never on the scene. So it's almost like I recognize your value, partner of mine, woman that's holding me down in the things that you do to allow me to do what I got to do. And you support it when you tell me, go get that money, black man. Get to the money. Never not working, but never not. You know, it's, it's just amazing how he admires this role that gets played by the partner that might not be getting the spotlight. I'm like considering the previous relationship songs he's had where he's got this person where it's like he's maybe helped her get to this elevated point. Now it's like he's just praising her for being amazing, you know? She gonna give it all up for the lifestyle. Slide in, slide out, hit the wipe down. I guess that's sex. Uh, me and Freeze finna take you out to the ice lounge. Shout out to the fans holding brother right down. All right, that's kind of vapid, but nice. It's a good flow to it. Knock it out the park, knock it out the park. I can still feel that ass even when the lights out. If the world is shifting, let me shift with it. She moving fast. I'm trying to stick with it. Young kings out here trying to boss up. Turning girls into queens is a toss-up. I love that. Like, just... He's so into this girl. He just wants to fuck her, tear it apart. But, like, also, like build something with her and turn her into something more amazing um i like how he does the uh win reference with j-rock Kidot. they said we go win don't play tr uh, yourself trying to be a troll for your friends or the hoes in the stands never not working you know just i just love the idea that like you gotta value this person and build with her and then all the good shit's gonna come then he got that really cool second verse from nowadays where he has that little bit of like a reggae or flair with it and i really like when he said she told me man the girls the same they stay at you but they're not on my mind i'm just trying to spend time with you girl and so it's just that even if there's housing shit out there i mean i think a lot of people have to realize that the dude has to want to do it but if the dude is absolutely into you those girls can't have him because he's just not going to do it. He's into her fat booty. He wants her fat body. He wants her to shit, work with her. You know, he considers her body murder. I guess that's a way of saying she's so fine. She kills him or slays him. It's so fucking nice to hear it. Then Dizzy comes back and does a whole other verse, you know, trying to build up the American dream and how this girl stays with him. And even if things change and even if things get whatever, he recognizes like that he's got to be aware and trying to fucking ride with her. I don't know, man. All things considered, this song really is a powerful love like piece as far as what's there. Like, Maybe a lot of women don't want to play that role, but it does show appreciation for maybe more of that conventional relationship dynamic where it's not about abusing her or taking advantage of her it's saying that look you are the person i'm fucking obsessed with I, like, he recognizes her value like how she told her to love the person looking back in the mirror is what she whispered in his ear it's like she's there to psychologically support him too it's not just a sex thing it's just a powerful way to look at it so I just think it's cool to see rappers talking about like mature relationships and like how to do it right. You know, like everyone has their conceptions about what hip hop treats women and shit. But nah, man, Dizzy Wright's doing some amazing things on this one. Like, I don't like a lot of love songs for the most part. I normally just find them obnoxious or fake or Hollywood or whatever. It's just nonsense. But no, Dizzy Wright's preaching some real shit here. Nowadays, nowadays sounds dope. This is possibly one of my favorite songs on the album between the great beat, the great flows, and the honest messaging. It's a five on five. I'm really into it. I think this is one everybody should just check out, whether or not you even care about the rest of the album. On that note... I really do hope my love for this song helped kill the tension compared to my grievances on the last one. 
Um, I don't even know what the fuck this song's about. I mean, right now, uh, would you rather smoke? Right now, we should kill the tension rising, rising. So maybe they're having a little debacle or some stress is happening. Maybe it's life stress. Maybe that's what it is. And so he's out there living life and whatever. But really, in this moment, it's about him and this girl. And he wants to get high with her and just kind of hedonistically escape the stress and reality of shit. They can kill the tension together because there's tension rising. And again, like I don't know. I couldn't figure out if this is about like attention within the same relationship because I get that is something that happens and maybe it's saying like check it when you get a little bit heated instead of jumping into that argument or whatever smoke a little something something chill out relax enjoy each other maybe fuck one out because it's a good way to remember that you love that person if you're mad it's really hard to be super mad right after nothing i'm just throwing it out there and uh i mean come on if you're in a relationship it's not like the same casual shit let's be real those of y'all in relationships know that if you're in a frustrating situation and you guys bang you tend to have a more pragmatic conversation once it was done throwing it out there life advice from holden um i don't know it's fine like the verses are cool i felt this one to be a little bit vapid like it really is just trying to uh, i guess avoid some shit like uh, I'm trying to buy a house, fuck paying rent. Don't worry about the money that was spent. Flint Town, Las Vegas represent. Looking for a real man, this is it. Days in your hair, you poetic fly. Skating rink vibes, you ain't, you ain't gonna never die. Me, I'm in a Jetta, you looking like a pride. It's fine. It just goes on like that. Like, I don't know that there were any lines in this song that really struck out to me. Except that, again, we are kind of like talking about the same one woman it's still kind of talking about a person like you can just picture like he's written like three or four songs about his girl he's in love with in different angles kind of walking you through a relationship maybe even just trying to set the example of again what a healthy relationship could be and i really liked okay this line stuck out to me i knew you were something to come around to but i love it when you hit me with that round two yeah let's be real round twos are fun and when you old it's a little bit harder to get back into that round two phase i'm not 17 no more i'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm just saying it's really cool when she comes back to hit you with that round two shit. Um, overall, it's fucking good. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed the song. I, I thought it was like a good kind of more vapid, like almost like the funner side of the relationship. Like, listen, we talked about all that real stuff. Why don't we talk about how the relationship can kind of be used to escape and have a good time? And I don't know. They, they kind of celebrate a bit it's cool i gave it a 4.25 i don't know that i'm feeling the same love for this one as the last one but i definitely found the consistency on this project to be great i mean he's being grateful here because if you think about it he's trying to take a different and more mature approach to stress even if it doesn't matter whether i agree with his choice here it really is that he's trying to say let's and if you think about like slow down like don't get so heated take it take a break he's like kind of paralleling it to that idea by saying in your relationship or when you're dealing with it like maybe instead of just raging or freaking the fuck out you know smoke a little blunt with the girl chill out for a little minute and then come back to life when you're ready when you when you can handle that again so it's cool maybe it really has a lot of value in that regard like even in the bible believe it or not it tells you that you got to bang your wife every couple of weeks like it's almost like a reminder and it's not it's not just for like the, the sake of kids it has to do with coming together with her is how it's worded i believe so it's more than sex it's about the intimacy and the love making and it's an important part of shit okay so sometimes it's important to just fuck everything else it's about us and 
I don't know. It sounds like a pretty good night. I'm going I'm to go follow up on that after this podcast is done. Anyway, uh, 4.25, like I said. Why don't we talk about period? This is another one where I can't say the lyrics is what's inspiring me to really enjoy it. But I can tell you one thing this song has that the last song did not have. And that is a hype-ass fucking bounce band. You hear this shit come on and your head just starts bopping. You can't even fucking sit still on the flats, hands down. Period. On a flat's hands down. Just, you can't help it. It's it's hype, okay? This is hype. This is some banger ass shit from Reezy on the the hook. ATM at the money where you find me. Ice cubes on my neck. It's a Friday. Woo! It's fun. Vapid, but fun. My bitch booty so big it could hide me. I mean, that's a nice booty. I overall, it's not like this is not meant to be like your pensive shit, but we've gotten a lot of that. So to have that fun shit, I think it's a good balance. Like, hey, I'm not just a super serious guy. I also ball out and make some banger-ass shit. As far as the lyrics and the verses, Dizzy's like, every year I'm killing shit. That's why I got a mask. Feel like I'm at the Super Bowl kneeling on the flag. Cameras flash. Fuck a lab. Flash your dad. Just just might not be for the mash. You might need some hand in your glass. And I like the fact that he's still being unapologetically him. And I like the fact that he still drops like your Super Bowl kneeling line. Like, yo, there's still some shit to be talking about. But in general, it's pretty fucking flossy, you know? Big drip and moving with the presidentials. Just another night to show my potential. I got the weed. I got the bitches. Got credentials. You know, it's it's clout like influential. I'm actually got that clout type shit. Um, then Reezy comes in and he just feels a little more grimy with it. I his fart is all fine, but I like when he goes, "My bitch is foreign, like my two seater." I was lying when I said I wasn't a cheater. I was lying. I was lying when I said I wasn't a cheater. I'm playing. Like, oh shit. When he says it the second time, it's like, "Yo, I'm joking. I'm joking." Yeah, you should still fuck me. I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was an interesting thing to listen to. Um, this song, I don't want to spend too much time on it in terms of trying to break it down. It is a banger-ass motherfucking beat, all right? It just, it just fucking flows. It's just so great to listen to. It's one of those songs. It's like your hands just got to go up and start doing that, like, motion. That's what it is. I fucking like it and for that reason. Like, this is not one I'm jumping on because I want to think, but this might go on that, like, more party. Like, this, this song is perfect for when you're feeling a little bit sleepy and maybe the coffee's not really kicking in like it's supposed to because you're tired and you gotta open up that copy paste shit or some crap like in my world i manage a knowledge base uh so i have a lot of boring ass review and make sure but it's not like thought intensive shit it's just boring so having some shit where you're like on a flight stand while you copying and pasting and shit is good times okay there's a high market for office employee trap music is what i'm trying to say um 4.35 really great vibe even if i'm not so into the whole song conceptually speaking it's not bad or anything i just don't care so 4.35 serves its purpose from a versatility perspective hits that spot on the album it shows that the guy can give a little bit of something to fucking everybody out there and on that it makes me respect him more i don't have to agree with what he's saying i don't have to like the content of the song to admire the man's versatility and ability to do it on all these different fronts and again you still care and keep him real and it sounds like he's pretty fucking grateful and appreciative of his current life to me so i'm all for that it fits this album totally works and the truth is it never slipped my mind that he was great this is, this is another great one again appreciating like a woman that they're so into 
And like, I don't know, that's like five or six songs about girls, about fucking even. And I'm sitting here going, these guys are so respectful and shit. That's amazing. We need more of that in rap music, in my opinion. Just the admiration of a woman who blows your fucking mind and then probably blows you and then that blows your mind. So to get that second part of blowing where the blowjob blows your mind, you got to blow her mind by being fucking into her because that's what makes a chick choke on your... Anyway, um, I don't want to trip about her. Think about living without someone on my grind. We work for this. I hit the road. I see my fans who never slip my mind. Ooh. Even when he's on tour, she's so fucking hot. She's so his obsession that none of these other people even matter and shit because she's so fly. And I mean, if you consider him as a rapper and all this other stuff, this is a relevant fucking song. Can't do everything right. Didn't say I can't try. These girls ain't got nothing to you. And I'm proud of the way you move. You got mountains today. Uh, you move mountains today. And I love the way you skin glow. And I can see happiness all in your face. Can't turn away. Can't turn away. You know? And it's just this like, it's almost like thinking about her keeps him so motivated and so focused. And he's so interested in her as a person. And he just can't help but pour it out there, you know? And it's really fun. I don't know if it's in this, but I know like one of them, he's like, send me fucking nudes and shit. And that's fucking dope. You know, just because I like how you, you are and I want to see you and other people suck. I don't know. I, I enjoyed this. Um, everything she got on, ma on Match Me, yeah. She, see the love in the air whenever we there. And the frames that I uh, rock block all the haters we got. Why not? I'm taking my shot. So that's cool because the shot's like a camera thing. So it's actually kind of cool. But in his perception of looking at her, he blacks out the haters because he's such a tunnel vision fucking professional photographer that he handles it. And sometimes tunnel vision is a good thing. Like when you committed to your goal, tunnel vision is just a bad thing when you ignore good advice. Anyway, futuristic has some fun shit. You know, breakfast in bed, rosé with the roses because I got to go in the morning. Tonight we ain't sleeping. Let's live in the moment. So he knows he's got a limited time with her. So he's going to smash and give her like the whole nine yards and do the process proper thing and they're gonna fuck all night so he can keep it going oh he's the one who needs the pics on the phone and the poses you know gotta keep him motivated so you'll send me those uh beautiful pictures that'll never get leaked you shouldn't leak shit so you gotta add that maybe i promise i won't leak your pics that's love i don't know um i like when he goes they don't stop me when it's time to spank that don't stop me when it's time to spank you you know looking all nice resembling an angel that don't stop me when it's time to spank you that don't stop me when i round the bases if i can't answer no i'm thinking about you never drop you shouldn't even have to say it i love that right because first of all if a girl lets you to spank her that automatically is probably a more fun time so like you're and the fact that you have that lady in the streets freaking the sheets mentality to it it almost encourages a certain degree of sluttiness within your partner this is good you want your girl to want to freak on you in my opinion unless you don't unless you're boring you might just like the straight missionary shit if that's you no disrespect for me i like the idea of a freak so that's really cool and you got to respect her when she's not like you got to love her for who she is all around i think that's really really cool this song follows suit and again sets an interesting idea about how fun relationships and shit can be and how you can behave on tour so that's cool i give it a 4.4 mostly because the sound on the hook's a little bit whatever but in general it's fun to listen to and again it's really good um why don't we talk about lay low um i had a lot of trouble getting into this song from like an enjoyment point of view um it's not that it's bad 
it's that I found the beat and the flows and kind of sleepy a little bit like it's on me though and it's not bad uh, I'm certain that there's a lot of people who want that vibe and it could just be that I had too much caffeine in my system when I listened to this song because yo this shit is a little bit on the slower shit but it has a more morose tone and I feel like it's kind of looking at the stresses of life. Like, just off the jump, lost soul still trapped in that system. Rent too, I can't afford to be late. Late fees hit a hard when the price go up about three or four days. So it's just the idea of, you know, you got rent or even just any bills. And if you're late, you get these extra bills and expenses. And that's kind of fucking fucked up. Or maybe eviction. I don't know if that's what the five-day notice is. They didn't notice that I'm working like a motherfucking slave. My paychecks get a little lower. Asking for more hours. But they act like I'm asking for a raise. I'm just trying to blaze. You know, like, that's an interesting one, too. Just about how employers treat you and kind of exploit you. And, like, you know, like, you're almost expected to work overtime for free. Like, our value as people is dropping and diminishing based on how this whole pay scheme is working out. Like, Canada is not making money personally. I don't think America is doing that much better. Uh, it's, it's really interesting to see it. So while the overall flow and tone of this song is kind of morose, I feel like he's spitting some real shit. And I feel like he's kind of painting this dark picture. And then he kind of feels like he has to hide and lay low because he's not up to it. But then recognizes it's on him. And he can't like listen to everything that's going on. And he kind of has to flip his perception. At least that's what I took on it. And then in the second verse, I feel like he kind of <coughs> realizes that again it's a perception thing he's got that girl she holds him down everything's kind of good he gets high life maybe is a little bit better um life will stress you up for real for real and next thing you know your dreams is getting killed connected dots the structure getting built no time to waste no missing meals so if you really think about the concept of the the, the album being nobody cares where carter the truth is life is going to be that fucked up but with your perspective you have to flip that shit because you can't stop you have to work harder you have to grind to kind of force people to care in a sense so i love the realness i love the idea i might get rich off a different verse so even if now you don't feel it you don't know what's coming and shit and i thought that was cool it's maybe just dealing with like the darker thoughts that come with it like the the demons that try to tell you to give up and quit and whatnot but i don't know i gave it a 4.25 this is really well made it's really enjoyable in that regard about thinking about the concept and stuff but man the sound of this song was a little bit harder for me that's why i'm giving it like high grades because i recognize the value and the production and like if we're talking about motherfuckers who are claiming that ain't nobody saying good shit in hip-hop no more oh, those old fucking hater heads well they're wrong because again dizzy Wright's coming through as a younger dude coming in and proving his point still i don't know maybe he's my age i don't actually know how young dizzy Wright is i didn't look that up my point is, it's a really good perspective of a guy trying to teach and show some shit. It, to me, this is proper hip-hop. Like, this is really good. Preference is fucking irrelevant when recognizing the intentions of somebody trying to make a difference. Anyway, I could just say more and more. I feel like if I were to boil this song down into its core subject, it's learn to love the wins in your life and define success on your own. Um... I gotta love myself a little more and more. Enjoy your time while you're on earth, dog. I gotta love myself a little more and more. It's hard to put it into words. And that's, that's fascinating, right? Because it ties right back into some of the earlier concepts like self-love is powerful or problems and blessings. And it's almost like we've gone through a lot of stuff. We've had some ups. We've had the girl stuff. And now we're, we're tying it into, I guess, coming home on the conclusion here. So we see him kind of talking a bit about his career. Built this from the ground up. Some might think it's not much, but this is how it all starts out. The goals start getting knocked out. Don't get it twisted. Sorry, in my circle, negative energy wasn't a lot. I can't imagine not having my little bit of peace of mind. It's so everlasting. 
been thinking think about lately how the time keeps switching my mindset so you have a person here who is building out their career and maybe you look at it and you're like dude's not successful like when i look at the view count on spotify it's one of those little blips not like three or four like some of the more popping people but when i look at his career and i think about his accomplishments and accolades and the fact that he can live off this music i think he can live off this music and he can go out there and do all this shit and create such a powerful mature album i'm like yo you have success my man i envy your success i think it's really cool and i think the song's a little bit just kind of trying to encourage you to understand that like you have to build up your own perception of being free you know of getting to where you want to be like i like demerick too he follows suit like find yourself worth put yourself first i've been taking my time just to soul search fact check and doing homework tell them my truth through the whole verse they kill in our dreams on the covert try to leave us there in the cold dirt but it won't work no sir right there you have a person who's like look i'm not trying to get rich quick i'm trying to understand who i am put my foundation in learn what i have to learn and build it up because the truth is motherfuckers is out to get you and they're gonna clip you if they can systematically man especially if you're black in america or canada it's fucked up how systematically there's a lot of bullshit out there so the idea of that defines i'm gonna learn gain my wisdom be smart deserve more God bless me with an ability to rhyme. I'm going to take it so it won't work. No, sir. It's powerful. I fucking respect that shit. It's really good. They work hard. They've been in the studio doing it. It's really great. Conceptually, Favos on Suit. I think it's a really important song. Shit like this needs to be written. We need to see people who are like, yo, learn to love yourself. Grow. Understand your accomplishments. Understand all of that shit. And you will find your success. That's, that's what I feel from this. The sound of it is still kind of sleepy relative to my interest so i'm giving it a 4.25 because i'm certain somebody out just calling this a banger and it's that well made that it really comes down to preferences so conceptually it's there i feel like i have heard it on this album before but again like i said it ties it back in and like we got a little distracted and now we get focused again before we leave you need to remember to love yourself so i think it is an important enough message to have more than once to have it come back more than once on the album so for that it's really cool and uh yeah um something i often don't do when i make reviews is that i made sure part because usually i'm just telling you how i feel It's a cool song. So, like, he's basically laying down 
how his career kind of plays out in with the the overall idea of i made sure that other people could look at my path to success look at how i'm playing this game and emulate my model so in a sense i am teaching you potential listener and other person how to manage being an independent artist you know we still going up on tuesdays and tuesdays which is apparently a song from i love malkinin or whatever and i don't really know what that is genius will tell you about it if you care got good weed and pretty queens that's eating fruit trays feeding me pineapples kicking back watching duke play king james mentality fuck what coach luke say you know it kind of comes in like i'm gonna come in and do my own thing my life is pretty cool cracking the codes like i know who to call when i need uh, like i know who to call when i need code to break packing the shows this independent life seems to be the only way y'all keep playing with these flows on your glory western rhyming another troll tell another story why you lying be yourself it's okay you know stop changing up stop trying to be thirsty stop trying to pro- uh, approach this game like you're just gonna follow us hot and i i get where he's coming from man trends die so be you people will like you and you'll build fans and then other people if you do it right will be copying you so you won't be following the trend the trend will be based off of people thinking you're fucking fly that's how it's supposed to work and then in the second verse it's like he really walks us through his career a little bit you know like stuff like so what do i do journey go, uh, back to the golden age let them see my state of mind roll with me deep, uh, roll with me dropped growing process during some crazy times wisdom and good vibes came 702 repping i started showing off my vegas rhymes and then my vibe changed check it we made them blaze at us etc so in fact he just kind of walks you through his career and kind of how he learned and how his learning affected him and maybe some of the stuff that was going on in his life and why he got to this point where you know i just let the music stack passion been a match so like his passion and his dedication to his craft has really pushed him to this point i think it's brilliant i think it's so interesting that he like walks us through that to close out the album then he goes with i made sure um and plays in that chorus again i made sure i could keep practicing my craft i made sure i would work i ne- i need anything fast making it last and that's kind of how i've been living my life like maybe i don't look successful to you but i got skills motherfucker anyway burner is next and he kind of comes in and does his shit and talks about having a bunch of money and how things have been set up and he's playing a played it through proper and he's kind of you know again set an example and showing like uh maybe from a drug point of view how he's been doing it and the rewards for it i don't know i liked when he goes no rolls royce truck but to escalate is bulletproof i thought that was interesting like it's almost like he's a practical person that's fine i don't have a lot to say there currency's cool we've talked about him a bit i know we did the freddy uh gibbs currency album i think i've done another he's he's come up a few times on my channel now and i just again like how he's been using his platform as well to just show growth and to show another way um like i made sure you had the soundtrack to magnum hose i made sure you had the soundtrack to blood at smoke to slam and chevy doors they recognize me as a g everywhere i go that's powerful man that's like he has lived his life and done it so proper that he creates you know shit you can relate to and it's so effective that people understand who he is right off the jump because he's been consistent he's been himself and he's not sold out and shit that's really cool 
this might be the longest song on the project yep just checked it breaks the five minute threshold uh dizzy has his two verses the other guys come in with each one i feel like it's raw it's real and it's a cool way to end the album it's like here's all sorts of shit i've been feeling but when push comes to shove make sure you live your life in a way where you pave in something that people can copy for the betterment of who they are it's supposed to be bigger than you and that's fucking dope Anyway, this song's a 4.5 on 5 to me. I really enjoyed it, and I really think y'all should check it out if you into more of that, you know, well, based on what I just said. Let's wrap up. That's the end of the album. I gave this project a 4.41 on 5. Um, there are so many parts. From a concept point of view, I really admire what this album is. Nobody cares. Work harder. You know, it's kind of like this is a fact of life. And in light of that fact of life, here's how you can learn to love yourself and find yourself a partner that can build you up when the world takes you down. And you should stay true to yourself in a more legitimate way than the conformists like to preach, you know. And he has a lot of features. I kind of would have liked to see just a lot more of him, but it doesn't. It wasn't like it's bad or anything. With 15 songs, I think it was spaced out pretty well. There's a lot of different sounds that get explored on the project. Uh, there's some trappier, trappier, some softer shit, some some sincerely pop shit too. Uh, some rock-infused stuff. Like, I really like the, the versatility and diversity he shows. But what's really incredible is he maintains this proactive, mature, wisdom-driven approach to his songs an exceptional super shout out for how like he sets the tone for how you should deal with the women in your life if you want to keep it proper through honesty and like real shit so i thought that was super fucking cool to listen to anyway i like the album you guys heard what i had to say i look forward to hearing what he has to do next um i don't know it would be cool to like see him maybe do like i don't know if he's done this but like just like fucking to do like a real concept story album that'd be really cool like just like tell a fucking crazy story anyway thank y'all for watching i totally appreciate y'all uh make sure to leave some comments we can have a little conversation you can educate me or we can discuss we can debate some of the points on this review um special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsi chris prado super old school 1994 linda williams and carl j this support will be due they motivate us they helped us get a new camera they get to uh, ask us to review certain albums so like in two weeks ismail gets his request and we cycle through that so if you want to join up and force our hand on album reviews every couple of weeks we do them from patreon it was once a month now it's every three weeks if you join up and more people come it'll be even more frequent because that's important to us that you don't get penalized because more people sign up now nah, if you more if you sign up we do more reviews that's how it's going to work out um otherwise yeah you get access to content early when we're on time sometimes like this re very review it's very last minute and i'm getting it out as fast as i can sometimes i'm in advance like maybe the next couple um anyway and then yeah so that's kind of what we do and if you really support this and you care about albums and you care about what we're doing that's a cool way to show it otherwise another great way to show some love is to hit that subscribe button hit that like button leave those comments that's really cool i also make music you can check that shit on the channel i also start releasing poems and shit on the channel and like you can check that out let me know what you think and yeah i'd love to hear more of your thoughts too because they all help me grow so if i fucked up you will of course correct me and my next review will be even better so thank y'all let's create that community let's bring the passion the quality music back to this world and have yourself a fucking great day